Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren. And we are even further apart today. Lauren and I are catching up um, big, big distance between us. She's headed up north to catch up with her beautiful sister. And of course, I'm still down in southeast of Western Australia. But we are doing this kind of on the fly today. So we're recording as we chat. But Lauren, I'm going to hand over to you because you've got your little um, intro to do as well. Well, as always, um, our disclaimer that these are just our life lessons, our experiences and our observations from the life lessons of learnt around us. So take what you will, take it with a grain of salt, filter it however you like and just test it out in your own life. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. We're not telling you what to do. But as Lisa said, we are doing this a little bit differently today. Um, I am calling in on my mobile from my sister's home in Brisbane. They moved here a month or so ago from Sydney. And I am here because they have just welcomed their brand new baby, Harry. So I am, I have been enjoying the last week of his, his first week of life. (laughs) Um, And as you can probably tell by the way I'm putting sentences together, I am sleep deprived, (laughs) Not (laughs) not at all as sleep deprived as his parents, but in general, just living the newborn life at the moment, and it is amazing. Oh, so, that's so beautiful. I definitely wanted to try and get a little bit of a podcast recorded today because I wanted to share with, with Lisa, of course, all my excitement of being an aunt for the first, well, the first time that um, I'm biologically an aunt anyway. And um, yeah, kind of some of the life lessons I am learning from this one week old little magical being that we've <laughs> that we've been so lucky to meet already. And that's so beautiful. You're very fortunate to be able to be there and be part of the process because I know um, the current times that we're in, it's been tricky for family, close family members to be involved in the birthing process and um, also being close by when um, mama and papa bring this new life into the world. So it's super exciting that you were able to be there. Tell me all about it. I am so excited to hear all the news because... New babies are so beautiful. It's been a long time. <laughs> I've had new babies in my life. So, yeah. I'm Me too. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, we're, we're so lucky with the timing that, you know, there haven't been lockdowns that required us to, um, to or, or would stop us from getting here. And I say us, I just, just me. <laughs> would stop <laughs> me from getting here. And, you know, as you know, I had COVID just a few weeks ago. So if he had come a little bit early, I would not have been able to come up. And I'm very glad that he didn't arrive just before I um, was sick, because then I would have felt terrible exposing he and his parents to that and all of that kind of thing. So just lucky all around with the timing of everything. And just from a more like me side, not anything to do with he or his beautiful parents, but the timing for me has also been about or rather what was good about the timing for me has also been about my learnings and my ability to um, drop some balls Ah. you know we've discussed before I think about the ball dropping thing and 
you know, because I have spent time sort of figuring out my priorities and which balls are rubber and which are glass and that kind of thing, I know which balls I can drop like at at the drop of a hat to say I'm going up to to be there for my sister. Mm. So um, as, again, I think we've discussed before, I did not have a great um, time as a new mum. I had postnatal depression. I didn't feel supported. There was a lot of stuff going on for me and I did not want that for my sister. So as soon as I found out that she was expecting, I knew that I wanted to be as supportive as I could and available in whatever way she needed me to be. Mm-hmm. And I also know that and knew that that is going to look different for everyone. So what she wanted was going to look different than what I would have wanted. And and that doesn't matter. My job is entirely to help her in a way that she is willing and able to accept and in a way that feels helpful to her because, as we know, support is not supportive if it's not helping you, you know. I love that. I love that. And that is so true. I just want to jump in and sort of say how how interesting it is that we put, when we perceive that we are, you know, being supportive and helpful and offering advice, it's coming from a place of love and wanting to be all that we can be for whoever it is we're supporting. But if mm-hmm. that is not what they need, then it can come across as being pushy and, um, you know, unhelpful in certain ways. So I love that you were, you know, um, aware of that and really kind of, um, I guess, mindful about what she needed and what was important Mm. to her so that she could really um, ask for what she needed and then you could provide that. So tell us a bit more about that. What have you been doing? Sounds good. Can you hear me properly? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, excellent. I don't know what's happening, but sorry, listeners, this is this is um, probably because I'm on my phone and not in the best connection. But I'm going to keep going, and hopefully, we'll get to share this with the world. Otherwise, I'm enjoying my chat with my friend Lisa. <laughs> um, so, well, firstly, a massive shout out to my sister for a million reasons. But firstly, for um, being willing to accept help and I mean I'm her big sister she's grown up with me and she knows how bossy I can be so <laughs> her when, when I said you know I am ready and willing to come up and be with you at the birth I'm willing to stay with you if you like I'm willing to stay in a motel or a hotel and just come around when you need me or whatever it is that you want and she invited me to stay with her which I never would have accepted I would not have realised how helpful that would have been. And also just her knowing me and having grown up with a bossy older sister and her willing to have me there for this is amazing. And I feel like I have done the right thing by her and not been too bossy. And, you know, I've had to sort of resist the urge to try and do the things for her that she needs to be learning for herself and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, massive kudos to her for being willing to accept the help. And she has amazing supports 
um, around her. Her husband is fantastic. He's been a very attentive father and very respectful of whatever she wants and whatever baby needs. His family are all nearby and um, that they have a lovely big Indian family. So we've had the most amazing food. So um, shout out to Chitra for being the best cook in the world (laughs) (laughs) Um, and making that whole part of it so much easier. But Um, I guess those are all sort of little musings on how things have been Mm. made easier by good support and willingness to accept that support um, and speak up with what you do or don't need. But some of the things that kind of surprised me, because as you can imagine, I'm not surprised by the effects of good support. That's kind of what we talk about. (laughs) Let's be honest, yes, Mm. it's wonderful. But um, I was you know, like I said, I I wanted to do this because of my bad experiences. And I have been surprised, um, especially in the first few days, how triggered I felt. Mm. Like it was, I had not expected it. And I really felt like I was reliving like the most traumatic time in my life, Mm. which was, you know, those, those early days and weeks of being a new mum. And And like you know that, what? that scared me. Mm. Yeah, you actually were. Like that mm. kind of situation has brought up that trauma for you because mm. trauma doesn't disappear. Trauma mm. lives in your every cell of your body. And mm-hmm. so this kind of situation has quite, yeah, obviously triggered you yeah. and not surprisingly, but I guess from your perspective wasn't something that you were expecting either. Yeah for all intents and purposes, you dealt with it and you survived and you'd come out Mm -hmm. of it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was there. Yeah. I was there to support her and like in preparation for if things went bad, like I wasn't really, I wasn't prepared for things to go well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. And and not, yeah. Not that she had um, an easy or perfect anything. Her, I'm not going to give details because it's not my story to tell, but the, mm. the, the, the crunch of it was that she was in labour, like proper, painful, can't, you know, do things, labour for 32, nearly 33 hours. Oh, poor darling. And that's insane. And even that didn't go as standard. Like um, anyone who has gone through labour knows there is no such thing as standard um plans always go out the window and you can tell someone plans going to go out the window and they're still not going to believe you until it happens but nothing went the way she wanted it to nothing went the way she expected even with her contingency plans nothing really went the way she expected I mean it wasn't the worst labor ever but like, you know, nobody, like everyone came out healthy and safe and at no point was anyone at high risk of anything. So it was generally good, but hard, mm. like so hard. And I had the privilege of being there for for the end, for, for the, the, the client, <laughs> the, um, the, the finale, yes. <laughs> the actual birth, yes. yes. And, um, and like watching somebody you love go through that is like so, you know, I I knew that it would not be easy and I knew that, you know, my husband had supported me through mine and I knew that that had taken its toll on him. But, you know, 
it, obviously it's the hardest on the mother. That is like the worst pain a human expects to go through. And like, if it were any other thing causing the pain, you would pass out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think that's why they call it incredible, radar, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it is incredible. And I was just in such, and still am in such awe of the strength to just keep going and to to bring him into the world and like I mean you, you I cannot explain it and many of our listeners will have experienced it themselves seeing it and not actually doing it is a different experience and I found sure. that yeah, very yeah. confronting but in a positive way yeah. um so I feel very, very honoured to have been a part of that. Um, yeah. And then I suppose um, just spending time with a newborn mm. is like there. there's nothing like spending time with a newborn to remind you what the most important things are. Right, right. You know? And I love this. We're getting into the part where you talk about those balls that you've let go of, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, for me, like getting here, I can, you know, and okay, thank you to anyone who is listening that might feel like a dropped ball at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was able to quickly drop the things that I know will bounce and gently put down the things that I know can, like, you know, my beautiful family, my own partner and children are definitely a glass ball for me, but I know that they are strong enough that I can set them down gently and they will be okay. So they're on the floor at the moment. They're getting a little bit grubby. (laughs) They definitely need some attention and I will be back soon to, to clean them up and pick that ball back up again. But I know that I have things in place and that we have things, our family have things in place. My business has things in place that I can put things down and yes, they'll get grubby, but I can fix that. And there are other things that I can absolutely drop with no qualms at all that I maybe once upon a time would have prioritized Mm. that are very easy for me to just say, no, I can't do that right now. Yes. And but spending time with little Harry, it's like the most important things are, have you eaten enough? Like, are you nourishing your body mm-hmm. with good food, plenty of fluids and sleep? And once that's covered, what else do we need? And I mean him, his parents, and literally every other person on the planet. Yeah, totally. You, right. need, you need those basic things to nourish your body. Mm-hmm. And then you need people. You need connection. Mm-hmm. You need affection and like babies. I'm watching him at the moment and like they're so selfish, gorgeous, oh God, yes. beautiful, <laughs> perfect little things, but so selfish, but also curious mm. and interested in everything and so trusting. Mm-hmm. Like I can hold him with one hand and my forearm and mm-hmm. walk around while like holding a stick vacuum and vacuuming the house and he'll just like look up in the air and you can see like a question on his face what's that noise those lights are pretty whatever is going on he knows and trusts that he is fully supported just being like you know gently swung around in my arm Mm. that that sense of absolute trust that he's okay yeah yeah is something that we lose very quickly 
for like survival purposes, but mm. trying to get that back and finding it in little moments and stuff is so powerful. And that's something I know both you and I have found too, like mm. being able to find that sense of support and trust that you're okay yeah. makes a huge difference in how you just generally approach the world. Absolutely. And and that it's okay to be selfish too. Like it's okay that he feels a little uncomfortable and that's not good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. And generally you know? that little bit of uncomfortableness is indicating a need of his that he needs mm-hmm. met, whether that be some love and attention or, you know, he's nappy changed or food or sleep, yeah, just the basics, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah. It, and even for us, it will usually come back to those basics. Mm. If you're uncomfortable in any way and, you know, if you're uncomfortable physically, you can usually figure out what that's about. Mm. But if you're unhappy or uncomfortable emotionally, it still usually comes back to those absolute basics. Absolutely. That, oh, nailed, you know, it. nailed it. Nailed it. You what, couldn't be more right. right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this this thing, this thing, which I say with love, but this thing is yeah. like, okay, I'm looking at the time now. He's not even quite a full week old yet. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he's got about an hour to go. But yeah. <laughs> we, he's not even a week old yet. And at like three, four days old, I was going, wow, like that trust mm-hmm. is yeah. incredible. And the, the, you know, as his eyesight develops, you can see him recognising patterns like in the the blinds or the screen door or something and he's just yes. mesmerised. Mm-hmm. And those things can still be fascinating and beautiful to all of us. It's just that we see things so often that they kind of blur as we go past. Well, that's right. And we, and we filter them too. Like we filter them either yeah. in or out of our vision mm-hmm. because... Like his little brain is literally a big sponge and will be the most biggest sponge for the next five or so years where he will Mm -hmm. be taking in everything. But once he sort of gets to that next stage where you need to kind of discern information because you literally can't take it Mm -hmm. all in, um, that's what happens to us now. Like we filter, we filter out Mm -hmm. the stuff that doesn't make sense. We, We hone in on things that we are super interested in and we miss all the rest and Mm-hmm. We need to do that because our brains would literally explode if we tried to process every single piece of information that came yeah. in. But well, and he's absolutely to- still doing that. Like, you know, he's looking at the screen door. He does not care about all the stuff outside the screen door. He doesn't care what, you know, the four other people in the dining room are doing because right now I'm uncomfortable because somebody just mm-hmm. put a cold, wet cloth on my bum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do not care what anyone else is doing. Oh, and I don't know if he'll listen to it, but shout out to um, to Uncle Aiden who changed his first nappy the other day. Um, very proud. He had to change it after he was peed all over. So he got his own little christening um, at the same time. So all of these, and, and like, you know, at any other time, if somebody pees on you, you're not going to just casually help them out. and. <laughs> It takes a special kind of person in a special situation to go, that's all right, that's totally fine, let's just deal with this. Yeah. And, and we have that patience with a baby. Mm. And yeah. to, a, to a different degree, I hope most people have that patience with somebody who is um, somehow invalid or elderly or something like that. But 
Well, everyone has that patience with a baby. Everyone does. Absolutely. But it is is something that's transferable. Like just it it doesn't even Mm. need to be someone who is, you know, unable to care for themselves. Mm. Just some people are struggling at any point in time. At any point. Mm-hmm. behaving in a way that may be out of character or they're doing something that's not that you believe is not necessarily how they should should be you know yes. inserted commas should be behaving but that's where we can have that compassion and where we can have that level of understanding to get curious and go well I mm. wonder I wonder what is going on in their life for them to be be behaving the way they are they can't help yeah themselves you're right absolutely now. right you're absolutely right. I mean, if some random person came up and peed on me, I would not be happy about it, but I would also wonder what is going on with that person. Absolutely. And hope that they're okay. Hopefully they um, are okay. <laughs> I also hope to never have to deal with that situation because that doesn't sound good for anybody. No, so. Definitely not. Oh, definitely not. So are there any other kind of um, learnings or even... Um, Aha moments that you've noticed in your time, you know, spending this beautiful time with your family and the newborn baby? Probably so many, but I think those are the the key ones for now. And, Mm. yeah, I think my sleep deprivation is making me sort of doze off. I keep saying that. Like generally he has slept so well. Last night he was just a little more excited about the world and Mm -hmm. not not ready to settle. So I think everyone had a slightly harder time last night. But as I guess, okay, that will be my my last point, you know, everything changes. You know, (laughs) I, I, I keep saying that to to um, his mum and dad that, you know, as soon as you get used to something, it will change. As soon as you get into a routine, something else will come up and it will not be the same ever again. If this works now, it does not mean it's going to work tomorrow. So you just enjoy what you, what works for now and do what works for now and deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Ah, absolutely. There's the light bulb of it, of it all, isn't it? Like nothing <laughs> stays the same and that's okay. That's totally okay because <laughs> if it did, oh, my God, we'd be boring as life would be boring. So it's got to change, doesn't it? For well, us we probably wouldn't get life. very far if we were all just like laying around in nappies and <laughs> I don't even see how that would work, Lisa. We have to change. That's how we grow. (laughs) How we grow. That's exactly right. And it's really interesting because we do have to change. And yet so many of us hold on to this, um, hold on to the sameness and don't want things to be different and don't want to step out of our comfort zones and all of that. But the reality of life is things have to change. We have to do things differently in order to grow. So I don't know why we get stuck in that whole little safety space of not wanting to change it's not very helpful absolutely absolutely but I think that's probably a good time for me to to sign off but yeah welcome to the world baby Harry congratulations to um, Grace and Julian and uh, kudos to how well they are coping with all of the the baby stuff so far the sleepless nights the feeding issues and just general stress that comes with being a parent and good luck because that's not going to change <laughs> that's the only thing that won't change is the stress <laughs> oh, yes. it's just how we deal with it how we deal with that's it, it. it from and they and day. that's the kudos is that they are doing yeah. they are dealing with it yeah. so beautifully with such grace and with such joy and just I'm so proud to mm. witness 
that. And I think that that in some ways is kind of helping me heal a little bit from the trauma that I experienced with mine. Mm, that's so beautiful oh that's so lovely and on that note I'm congratulating you auntie for becoming an auntie as well as (laughs) yes I worked very hard at that (laughs) (laughs) all of the um, family as well congratulations on baby Harry it's such a wonderful time and a beautiful place to be in at this stage so thank you thank you for sharing that little journey with us it's been beautiful hearing your experiences and the lessons that you're learning and even the reflections on um you know maybe what happened to you and how things can be different and um, allowing you to heal which is beautiful so thank you lauren thank you for for letting me share and i'm sure it won't be the last that we learn from baby harry but if any of you listening um if we've touched on any points that have spoken to you if you'd like to share your own experiences or even I suppose share your best newborn tips and I'll pass them on um, with a a filter (laughs) (laughs) I've reminded her to filter everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will sign off for now don't forget to share this episode and tell your friends and all the wonderful things to keep us going with this podcast because we just love talking about what we're learning that we do we do indeed love learning and sharing it with you so thank you for joining us thanks lauren and bye for now thanks lisa bye